All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 210 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. I'm not going to apologize. You know why? <laughs> it goes back to, I, I, I got a hang up. I know you might find this hard to believe. I mean, this might be shocking to you. I have a hang up about it. It dates back to the early days when I was doing my paper zine, when, my, when I was doing my little do-it-yourself paper zine magazine. It, w- it was called the West Virginia Surf Report. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it was back, well, it was back when I was still living at my parents, with my parents, so... This is the early 80s, early to mid-80s, right? And uh, the, way, the way these zines worked were, okay, you'd, you'd, you'd create your magazine, and you would have every once in a while put out an issue of your magazine. You, there was this there was this kind of centralized, it was more of a, a real magazine. It was like a thick, real, professionally done magazine called Fact Sheet 5, right? And in there, they listed every zine that they knew of. And they would give you a little, uh, they'd give you a review of the latest issue. And then they would say, there would be stuff at the end of the uh, review saying, accepts trades or does not accept trades, that kind of thing. So you'd go through there, or I did, and I would find stuff that interested me. Like, I'd, I wouldn't mind reading that. And they accept trades, so I'd send them an issue of mine, and then you know, and then they'd send me back one. So, so it was, it was exciting, it was fun, and um, I loved it. You go over to your PO box and open that thing up, and be full of treasures. Like, ooh man, five new zines, hell yes, you know. And then, but the thing about that is, every one of those, it felt like there was a, a high percentage of them started out, especially the personal zines. I mean, you never know what you're... I mean, some of them are, like, political. Some of them are, like, music zines. Any, you know, it ran it ran the entire spectrum. Any, any any interest that you had, you could find a zine for it, you know? And I, I was always uh, drawn to, towards, like, the personal zines, the ones that were, you know, self-deprecating humor, that kind of stuff. Those are the ones I liked, right? So I read a lot of those, and um, it seemed like a high percentage of them would start out with the phrase, I'm sorry this one's late, right? So I'm sorry this one's late. It it became a cliche, you know? It was like every issue it felt like, I'm sorry this one's late. And I would always think, I don't don't give a shit, man. You know, I I mean, I wasn't sitting here on the edge of my seat. I mean, I don't want to be rude, but I wasn't sitting here. On the edge of my seat, waiting for the for the next uh, issue of Poppin' Zits, you know, zines or whatever, zine or whatever. I mean, there. I don't know. I'm, not, but it, it felt like it was like a joke. It became a joke. I'm sorry, this one's late. That was like the first the first line of every zine. It felt like. <laughs> so I don't, you know. Also on Facebook, I see the same kind of crap. These people go on there and they say. Um, I'm sorry I've been so quiet for the last two weeks. I just needed some uh, mental health time, you know. Nobody noticed. Nobody cares. 
I know, I know it's a blow to you know. I'm sure you have it envisioned in your head as, as being some other way, but in, in reality, nobody even remembered. Nobody noticed that you were gone. I know that sounds harsh, but I live in the real world. All right. <laughs> so anyway, I won't apologize, but I will do better. I know that sounds you know, that's quite that's borderline apology, but it's not. I'm not going to say the words. I have a few updates here, quick updates before we get into the main the main uh, topic. Um, over the last, I don't know, whenever that Downton Abbey was on TV, and everybody's talking about it, Tony watched it, and she loved it, and she always used to say, you know, I bet you'd like that show. And I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, it seems kind of, doesn't seem like something I would like at all. <laughs> I mean, at all. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of costumes, there's a lot of people sitting around parlors, Am I wrong? I felt it felt very costumey, and there's a lot of parlors, right? And I'm not really a parlor kind of guy, you know. When it comes to TV and movies, parlor is not really that's not really what drives me, you know. But she 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 goes, no, I don't think you real, I don't think you understand what it is. And I said, well, that's possible, but um, I don't know when I when I hear about or when I read about or when I see that see people talking about that show, doesn't seem like something I would like. And she goes, I think you're wrong. So anyway, over the years, I'm not saying it was every day, but you know, every once in a while, she would say, I think you would like that Downton Abbey. I think we would. I wouldn't mind watching it again, like starting from the beginning. She watched it all, you know, the first time round. And then eventually, I was like, All right, we'll we'll give it a shot. You know, I don't know. I mean, we don't have anything to watch. We're in one of those spots where we don't have anything to watch. There's no uh, Gordon Ramsay shows, which is what we watch a lot. We watch this show called uh, Restored, which I love. It's where this guy named Brett Waterman wears a cowboy hat. And he goes into these historic homes and restores them, but he does it. He tries to bring it back to its original look and everything. I don't know. Anyway, so we there's some shows that we watch that we like, right? So we were in this period where there was nothing on, right? So we started watching that thing, and I am, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> She's completely right. I love it. I can't believe it. I had no idea. It's, like, really good, you know. It's well-written. It's well-acted. It's well-cast. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, like, sucked into the thing. The other day, right now, we have, there's two of those, uh, two of those uh, Gordon Ramsay shows Running simultaneously, which I've never—I don't—I don't know why would they have two shows at the same time? It's Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef, you know, two of our favorites. They're running right now, you know. And um, the other day, she goes, "We're, you know, we we're sitting down for the evening," and she goes, "What do you want to watch?" And um, she goes, "We got—I think we have two episodes of Master Chef. We have one episode of uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know, in the DVR. We've got, but or we could watch." Uh, more Downton Abbey. So let's go with the Downton. <laughs> you know? I can't believe it. What's happened to me? And you know the thing about that is, okay, all right, so The Sopranos, right? I mean, this is this show is not like The Sopranos, but it reminds me of it a little bit because it's very well written, right? Very well done. I mean, whoever did that show, it's like blows my mind with the writing and stuff, right? But there's a whole, like The Sopranos, there's a ton of comedy in there, humor, I mean, the, some of those episodes of The Sopranos were like straight-up humor, you know? I mean, just like laughing your ass off during the entire thing. Classic, hilarious stuff. 
And um, so, so, so it's the same with this uh, Downton Abbey. I'm not saying it's gut-busting all the way through, but there's so many great lines. Ha, it's funny. It's a great show. So I'm sucked into it. We're in the season four. So I'm watching it. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but um, whatever. I love it. Also, I finished finished Bosch, which is a TV, you know, it's a, it's a, a TV cop show over on the Amazon yeah, streaming service. Season seven just was just released, or as the kids say, dropped. Season seven just dropped, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I, I powered through that. There's only eight episodes, I think. You know, back in the old days when Cannon and Barnaby Jones were on, like a season would be like thirty, like thirty-four episodes or something like that. You know, and they'd do like I don't know how long was Barnaby Jones on? God, and all those shows. You know, Mannix, all those old shows. How long? I mean, they were on for years and years and years, and um, they did like thirty some episodes a year, and um, it's insane. But Nowadays, a season, an entire season is like eight, nine episodes. Like, what the? But anyway, uh, it's been on. I love it. It's a great show. Bosch, uh, highly recommended. It's just a straight-up cop show. He's an L.A. detective, police detective. Fantastic. It ended. This is the final episode I watched the other night. Hate to see it go, but he's gonna. there's going to be a spinoff already. They already uh, announced it. He's going to be, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, spoil it for you but you know the final scene or the last of the scene you know he turns in his badge for the LAPD and then he goes and uh, applies for a uh, private investigator's license that's how it ends I don't want to ruin it for you (laughs) I apologize but anyway so the spinoff is Bosch P.I. as he's going to be a private investigator working for his old nemesis honey chandler you know what i'm saying and um he's gonna be working for her i don't know i don't know what it's gonna be it's gonna be on some channel called imdb tv i don't know what the hell that is i don't know if it's free i don't know if it's pay i don't know if i get it i don't know what it is but i'll find out at some point but bosch pi so uh, bosch lives on some sort of Hopefully it'll be good. So those 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 are some TV updates. Also, no baseball till Friday. It's driving me crazy already. The All Star break, as they call it. I don't really like the. I don't give two shits. Tell you the truth about the home run derby, and I don't give a, a single shitlet about the All Star game. You know, I don't know. Am I un-American? I think that's for kids. I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't. There's a couple of Reds starting in the outfield. I want to see how they do. I hope they do well. I mean, that's my only interest. Other than that, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't mean anything. What if one of these guys gets hurt? You know, play it in an exhibition game, some kind of spectacle. You know what? Especially that home run derby. Man, you go up there swinging for the fence. That thing's gonna throw off. These guys are delicate machines. These are like little. Uh, these are like uh, these baseball players. These athletes operate on that level, that high level. They're like Swiss watches, you know. You can't put stress on them like that. You throw something off, it's going to ruin them, you know, the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, they go up there and swing, you know, spend an afternoon just swinging for the fences, just trying to hit home runs. They'll throw you off, and then they'll be destroyed for the rest of the year. 
if I was a manager, I wouldn't let them play. I wouldn't let them participate. I don't know. Anyway, all I know is there's no real baseball till Friday, and it's driving me insane already. I got to have it. I got to have my fix. It sucks. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, let's see. Also, final update for you is that new website I was telling you about called surfreportpod.com. It's up, and it's a work in progress. Or is it a work in process? I'm not real sure, but it's one of those two things. It's uh, surfreportpod.com, like I say. I, I monkeyed around with it. I messed around with the themes. I bought. I was thinking about buying a theme, but uh, like a new premium theme. It's like 70, 80 bucks. I'm like, I can't really justify that, you know? I mean, I don't want to spend that much money on that. But I don't like using free themes because they don't get, you know, these people release these themes. They're beautiful. They work great on the day they release them, and then they just abandon them. They move on to some other project. They don't get updated. Uh, WordPress changes from time to time, or constantly, actually. I think it it gets updated more often frickin' Facebook does. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you don't update these themes along with all the updates for the for the uh for the for the WordPress, then the thing's gonna be the thing's gonna have all kinds of problems, you know. So I don't like these free themes. I prefer pay theme, the the, the premium themes, but I don't wanna pay eighty bucks for one, right? So I ended up using the same theme as I use for the surf report. Just change the layout, and I change the colors, and hopefully it doesn't look exactly the same, but it looks similar, you know. So anyway, it's up there. I'm working on it. It's uh, it took up an enormous amount of my time, uh, more than I. I mean, I thought I could just, put, you know, I thought I could just throw it up there, but I'm I'm a little nutty when it comes to that kind of stuff. It has to be a specific. I'm very particular, you know. I want it to look. I want it to look right, and if something's slightly askew, it makes me crazy. I'm like laying in bed thinking about it, you know. So anyway, I'm monkeying around with it. It's up there, and I will I will put uh, every every time I release a podcast episode, I will put a post up there, in and people can uh, put comments, leave comments if they want. I'll put enhanced show notes with more links. I might put pictures in there, you know. It'll be it'll give me an opportunity, and it'll give me a place where I can do more, because right now it's scattered, it's all over the place, so anyway, surfreportpod.com, if you're interested, it's up, it took me a long time, and, and it's still not done, I'm still working on it. <sighs> Alright, so the main topic for today is, Tony and I took Friday off, and we did a day trip, and um, it was great, I wanted to tell you about it, alright, so we left around 9am, and um we we went down into Amish country, down to Lancaster. Lancaster. You know, Tony and I, I almost we almost got in an argument, but it's Lancaster, right? That's the name of it. That's the way it's spelled, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right? Except they don't pronounce it that way. They they, they pronounce it like Lan, Lancaster, Lan, Lancaster. <laughs> so I was trying to get it. I was like saying it over and over again while we were driving. I was like Lancaster, Lan, Lan, Lan Lancaster. And she was like, would you stop it? God, why are you saying it? You don't need to say it 500 times. I'm trying to get it right. It's Lancaster. It's like instead of Caster, which is the way it's spelled, it's, it's, it's like Kister. Anyway, it's down in that area. And there's this place down there. I've been hearing about it all my life. Not all my life, but, you know, the last few years. It's called 
the Shady Maple Smorgasbord. And um, and it's I don't know it's in Amish it's in the Amish area, <laughs> and um, I don't know I mean I had it envisioned in my head it's supposed to be this giant buffet, and everybody says this is the best food I mean and you can eat all you want it's like endless bottomless you know, and um, it's like a it's like an event to go to this thing I'm like hell yeah it sounds right up my alley it's like home cooking stuff. And I was t- I've been telling Tony for a long time, so we got to go down there and check out this uh, Shady Maple. She goes, sounds good. So we finally did it, right? So um, I had it pictured in my head as like indoor, outside of, sort of like a, on a farm or something. I don't know why. I mean, when you think of Amish, you think of that. All right, so I was thinking it was sort of like sort of half indoor, half outdoor, <laughs> you know. It's not anything like that. It's just this giant restaurant. and I mean, it's massive. And um, it's got it's like a modern restaurant with like huge parking lot. You know, it's very it's very well maintained, fancy fancy looking place. So we drove down there. It's one of these situations up in Pennsylvania. It's the way it roll, the way they roll in Pennsylvania. There, there's these places that are not that far away, mileage wise, but then but it takes you forever because you can't use the interstate. You're like going through these little towns. And there's like stoplights. We're driving through. That's the way this was. It's like, oh my god, it's gonna take. It's taking us forever, you know. And we had a three o'clock appointment somewhere else, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So there was a, there was a. I mean, we didn't have a tight time constraint, but time was a concern, right? And it was taking us forever. We're driving through these little towns. I was like, oh my god, I feel like we're going back in time to 1982. You know, what is this? What do these people do for a living? You know, we're driving through these towns. We went to this place, and it was bustling. Like, I don't know what it was, Tamaqua or something. Is that right? I don't know. It may be. I could be wrong. But we went through this town. It was like a bustling. I mean, there was, like, people in the streets. There's, like, this big downtown. It's like, what do these people do for, where do they work? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about it, you know. But it feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. It might not be in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, I don't know anything. But it feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. There's this bustling, vibrant town. Some of it's shitty and run down. But, you know, the downtown area looked pretty decent. And it looked like it was, I felt like we're in nineteen in early 1980s, right? And I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking about the fashion. <laughs> no, I don't want to be mean, but you know what I'm saying. And the cars, you know, everything, no. But anyway, um, so we're driving through these towns, and we're there's stoplights everywhere. You're going on these two-lane roads up these windy roads up the side of hills and stuff. It's like taking forever. I'm like, oh, my God. So then we finally get there, and um, it's not anything like I had it pictured. We go inside. It costs $15 a head. There's like these huge lines. It felt like we were going into a casino. That's what it felt like. It's this big sprawling, you know, the garish carpet, just like a casino. We walk in there and, and uh, we paid our money after we waited in line for a while. And they said, go to the right. Um, there'll be a hostess will seat you. We went over there and she goes, there was this girl there and she was nice. She said, we got uh, we got a two-top. I'm like, pardon? She goes, we got a, a small two-top table over that in that direction. Or you can. we have a larger table in this uh, side room over here. It's like a separate room off the main... I said, I, the two-top sounds good to me. It's closer to the food, right? <laughs> she goes, yes, it is. So 
So we, we were sitting at this small table, and she gave us the, she told us, you know, every time you go to the, every time you go to the buffet, just make sure you have a new plate. If you get, uh, if you get um, refills on your uh, drinks, make sure you get a different cup. Other than that, have at it. I was like, holy crap! And we, it was like this. There was this buffet table that was like, I'm not kidding. It felt like it was like the length of a football field. I mean, it might not have been that long, but it, it was long. It felt like it was the length of a foot. It was huge, massive. And um, I was like, holy crap, man. So we went up to the thing. We walked up there. We, we were just kind of getting the lay of the land. So we walked down one side of the, uh, we, we, like what, when you enter the, the, uh, the area where the, where the buffet is, you have to turn left or right. So we turned left. We just walked all the way down, was checking out to see what they had on the buffet. It looked great, you know, and it was like, I was like, oh, my God. I was already in a frenzy, right? And then we get to the end, there's a room down there with desserts, right? And um, I was like, holy shit. So then we walked back down the other side, and we went, like, when you enter the place, we went left. We went to the right, and it's the same stuff. So it's not, like, the entire length of it is not all different stuff. It's repeated. Where You can turn left or you can turn right. And it's repeated on both ends. So it's basically, it's just half of that, which is still massive, right? So I went up there. And also, on top of that, they had these little uh, these little uh, stations in front of it where you could get, like, cook. I mean, they, they'll cook you a hamburger. They'll, they'll make you a cheeseburger. They'll make you hot dogs. They had, like, uh, New York strip steaks. They had cheese steaks. They were, I mean, they were like made to order, you know, you could just walk up. I mean, you, it was like insane. It was crazy. And, um, so I went up and I got, uh, I got pot roast. I was like, I was zeroing in on, I was like, look at that pot roast. Holy shit, man. I was like in a frenzy. Right. So I got, I got, I built myself a giant plate and I got me a little cup of that, uh, Dr. Pepper. <sighs> The cups were not very big, but um, you know, I, I got, I, I got, I chose the uh, Dr. Pepper. I went back and I ate that stuff, and I, you know, I've been to buffets, you know, I've been to many buffets, you know, in my life, and most of them, I will have to admit, not very good, right? It felt, it feels like a lot of it is out of can. It was like canned stuff. This, everything we had, everything we had tasted like it came out of my grandmother's kitchen, you know. It felt homemade. It was high quality. Unbelievably good, like home cooking type stuff. They had seafood and stuff. I don't like see I don't eat I don't graze off the uh, off the ocean floor. But if you want it, they had it. And they and so I, I was like like going to town on that shit, you know. And I had like um three plates, although the third one I didn't. It wasn't as piled up as the first two because I was. Ours are already starting to teeter a little bit. I was like, oh god. I did have like a little bowl of like, like a little plate of, of salad, but I, that was the only thing I was disappointed in. It felt like it was uh, old country buffet level. You know, the the salad dressing wasn't any good. Cheap. That was the only thing I was disappointed in. I don't know. They they need to up, upgrade their salad dressings. But other than that, so I ate like. Two and a, a half plates of, I mean, the first two were just like loaded up, you know, and the sec, the third one was, 
only half loaded. Because uh, I was already, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm either going to A, and I'm going to, well, I don't know. So I, I was, I was like hitting the wall already. I was like, I can't, I got to push through this thing, man. I got to put, you know, I did, when we got there, I told Tony I needed to do stretches out in the parking lot to get, to prepare myself, you know? So I, I was like, it was, it was like a car, a place was like a carnival of gluttony, you know? I'm surprised they didn't have like, uh, like Ferris wheels with buckets of gravy rotating, you know, it was just like a, it was, just, it was like over, over the top, just sensory overload. And I was just, I was like, Oh my God. And, and, and I just kept eating and eating and eating. And, but too quickly was I, I was at the end. I was at, I was, I hit the wall. I was disappointed in myself. So, um, so anyway, I, I, when I hit the wall, I told Tony, I said, I guess I'm done. God. She goes, well, you had like an enormous amount of food. I said, I feel like I could have done better. I feel like I could have done more. I'm not happy with myself. I'm disappointed in myself. She goes, what, are you going to make yourself sick? I said, well, I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't know. There's got to be something. I mean, when the hallucinations kick in, I guess that's, I mean, there's got to be something as a sign that you're done, other than I don't think I can eat anymore, you know. There's got to be, either, you either black out, you start hallucinating, you shit yourself, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's got to be, I mean, I was just like, I'm, I think I'm done. I don't, I can, and I don't know, I, I felt disappointed in myself. But we did, we visited the uh, the uh, dessert rooms at both ends, and they had all these different kinds of pies in there, cake, and all, you know, all the stuff. And I got I got some kind of apple I don't know what the hell I call it. It's like apple crumb. You know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> they had this like, it's, it's like all this uh, Pennsylvania Dutch stuff. They're like, where's the shoe fly pie? These people were in there going like, where's the shoe fly pie? I'm like, what the shit's that? I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. And they had it like, it was like separated off. They had like its own little shrine, this shoe fly pie shrine over there. And I went back. I was like, I don't like the looks of that at all. I was like, there's no way. So I went back to, when I got back to my table, I looked on my phone, and it's like uh, molasses. It's like some kind of molasses pie. Ugh, that makes me sick. But I got um, I got that apple, I don't know, whatever it is. <sighs> what do you call that stuff? Yeah, it's warm. You know what I'm saying. And then I got some, uh, I got, I pushed through to, you know, to mild hallucinations. I was starting, the hallucinations were kicking in a little bit. I pushed through, and I got some uh, soft-serve ice cream. And then I was done. I was like, and we were walking out of there. I'm like, oh my god! I had, I probably had like six glasses of Dr Pepper. I mean, they weren't very big. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was, I felt like everything was like sloshing around in my great, get, great belly. You know, I felt like I was just loaded up, man. I felt miserable, man. I felt like when we were walking out of there, and I was like, oh man, I feel like I could have done more. I could have. I, I feel like I'm oh, man. I, it's a failure. I think I, she goes, how much are you, sp- what do you want to do? You know, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like I could have done more. You know, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. So we left there and I felt like I was either going to A, when we were walking out of there, I felt like I was either going to A, vomit, B, <laughs> shit myself, or C, all of the above, right? So we leave. Oh, we go through the. There's a big giant gift shop downstairs. We walk through that nonsense, and I was like, Oh God, I feel like I said I. I don't feel good, you know. Tony's like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. So we leave, right? 
We got we got to get over to Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania. In case you don't know what state it's in, to to view, to go on the tours. Oh God, the Trogues tour, Trogues Brewing Company. We have it set up at three o'clock. Tony originally set it up for two o'clock. I said we're not going to make the two o'clock. She gets she, so we get into this like a oh, mini argument about it. She goes, well, why don't she goes what. Why don't you start making the plans then? I said, that sounds good. I mean, I don't know. I said, we can't make a two o'clock. I said, I live in the real world, you know. So anyway, she changed it to three, and we barely made that. So we go, it's an hour drive, once again, back through these back roads. And um, so we're, we're trying to get over there. And, I mean, it took two and a half hours to get to this Shady Maple and then we ate, and then we walked through that gift shop, and then by the time you know we got to we got to hurry to get over there before three, you know, to this uh, to the to the Trogues Brewing Company. So we get over there. I feel like I'm, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm not ready to pass out or something. So we drive over there. We get to the we get to the uh, the brewery about two forty five, which is perfect. And we walk in there, and it's like it's air conditioned. It's really humid out, right? It's humid. Right, but we we walk in there. It's air conditioned, obviously. It's a nice, huge building. It's really nice, and the and the lobby is like I don't know, like three stories tall, you know. And we walk in there, and the girl's real nice, and we tell her what we're there for, and she goes, "Well, um, we offer a uh, welcome beer, so we have three to choose from. They have these taps in the lobby. They have taps in the lobby. I went with a uh, field study IPA, and so did Tony." They gave us a beer, so and it's like it's air conditioned in there, but it's still super humid, and it's it's not very cool in there. It's kind of still kind of hot, so I'm, I drink this beer on top. I'm loaded up with mashed potatoes and gravy, and pot roast. I mean, I'm just loaded and just great amounts of Dr Pepper and you know just taters and you know and i and i'm like oh god and i drink a beer on top of it and i'm like oh god i don't know what's gonna happen this is there's probably not gonna be a happy ending to this so so the, the tour starts they take us upstairs to some art gallery and um you know there's all this art that local artists have, have like contributed art or they, i guess they have a contest or something it was cool you know interesting stuff so then we they start we start the tour and they take us into this room this is where things they give us these glasses right they give us these uh eye protection these goggles and uh, i felt like a giant douche but we all had to wear them so we're standing they take us into this room where they have all this this grain it's it's like these giant sacks of grain right and um we're in there and it's really hot i mean super hot and um I mean, like super humid, super hot. I don't know. I guess they had. That's the way they have to store this stuff. The guy's telling us these grains come from uh, Germany. I'm like, I'm wearing these stupid glasses. I'm loaded up. I'm loaded up with home cooking. You know, I'm got. I'm loaded up with mashed potatoes and gravy and, and, and pot roasted ham. <laughs> I got. I got all this Dr Pepper sloshing around in there. I just guzzled down a, like a, an IPA. You know, standing out in that hot lobby. It's hotter than shit in this room. I'm wearing these disorienting goggles, you know. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm, I mean, I, I was like, terror. I thought I was going to pass out. I'm, I'm not being dramatic. 
I felt like, like the guy was going on and on. I had like sweat pouring down me. And um, now these goggles were like it made it feel like we're in some kind of fun house. I'm like, oh my god, you know. And um, I'm thinking I'm going to collapse in here. They're going to call nine one one. They're going to take my bloated ass out of here on a gurney, you know. And um, I was like, oh my god. So I maintained somehow. And he goes, um, we're going to take you. We're we're going to briefly go into the hops room, which is a complete different. Uh, you know, we have to keep that at a constant 37 degrees. I'm like, yeah, that sounds more like it. So uh, he goes, we won't, we won't spend much time in there. So uh, so anyway, we went in there, and uh, I was like, was, I think that's the only thing that saved me. You know, it's like walking into a cooler or something. I was like, oh, my God, you know. Whoo, you know, I was like, that, that, I think if we hadn't gone into that hops room, I might have I might have collapsed at the, at the brewery, you know. So that that revitalized me. And then we when we when we left that hops room, it was like a lot cooler. We just went back into the main brewery, and it was a lot cooler back there. So it was much better. So he gave us the tour. I've been on many brewery tours, and um, he gave us this this beer that is not. It was like he called it green. It hadn't been. It's not. It's not ready to be bottled. It's like in the middle of the process. So it's like this beer called uh, Perpetual IPA, which is one of my favorites, but it's not finished. So he gave us these little shot glasses just to see what it tastes like in the middle of the process. Tasted terrible, you know. So then, um, I don't know, they gave us a tour of the place. It's really cool, unbelievable place, you know, really great. You know, it's owned by these two brothers. Ah, Awesome. And um, they have this like laboratory in there where they they're constantly have these like I don't know these guys in there work constantly like coming up with new beers you know they have all this high tech equipment that you can like make a new beer in a month instead of like several months you know they got so it's a laboratory it's called the Scratch Lab or something like that and then sometimes they serve this stuff in the some of these scratch beers they have them in the uh, in the bar which um, they didn't have any this day, the day we were there. But sometimes you can go in there and actually try some of the stuff that come out of that comes out of that scratch lab. It's pretty cool. But anyway, they gave us a tour. It was cool. It was great. At the end, they gave us a... We went to the tasting room, tried a few of their beers, a little small little. You know, I was, I was okay by then. After we got out of that grain room, I, I, I calmed down a little bit. And, um, you know, I, t- I tried a couple of them. I had some kind of chocolate beer. It was all right. I don't like that kind of novelty stuff. But, you know, we tried some of their beers. And then we went to the gift shop. And um, I was like, hey, we were in the gift shop. They run you through the gift shop at the end, obviously, just like they do everywhere else. I was like, hey, I was telling Tony, I said, weren't, weren't we supposed to get like a pint glass? It cost $12 to go on this tour each. And one of them is one of the things that said you get a pint glass. She goes, yeah, that's right. It said there was a free pint glass. So I asked the girl. I bought some stuff. I bought some, I bought some Trogues uh, trinkets, you know. So when I was paying, I told the girl. I said, I, I was just on the tour. Are we, wasn't there supposed to be like a free uh, pint glass or something? She goes, yeah. Didn't you get one? I said, well, that's the reason why I'm asking. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't ask if I got. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't want to be hard. It'll be difficult. But the reason I'm asking is because I didn't get one. She goes, well. They should have gave you one in the in the tasting room. I said, okay, well, I don't think anybody got one. She goes, all right, well, I'll make sure you... 
I'll, I'll, I'll get, hang on a second, I'll get you too. I said, well, as long as we're, as long as we get ours, that's all, that's all that matters. <laughs> you know? So anyway, so she goes, she disappears and she comes back and the old man who gave the tour, he's like, oh my God, I forgot to give out the glasses. Is anybody in here that was on the tour? It was just me and Tony and another couple. Everybody else had already left. Everybody else was gone, right? He was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I got this guy in trouble, got this old guy in trouble. So there's this, Tony said, you want to go to, so we got our glasses. They were cool. They had the Trogues logo on one side. It says Proud, proudly brewed in Pennsylvania on the other side. I bought some other stuff in the uh, in the gift shop. And Tony goes, before we go, you want to um, you want to go over at that bar and uh have one for the road. I said, hell yes. I mean, that's usually the, the crazy ass things I propose. She's not usually the one that proposes these things. So um, we went over to the bar. Huge bar. Great. Real high ceilings. Awesome. They have all the Trogues beer in there on tap. The place is bustling. Play, I mean, there's it's open to the public, so there's people in there. People are getting off work at this point. They're, like, pouring in there. Places, like, full of people. Everybody's, like, having a good time. And by the way, apparently the COVID scare is over because when we were in that uh, that carnival of gluttony, that, uh, that shady maple, I mean, we were back-to-back, shoulder-to-shoulder with people. Everybody's like, oh, oh, oh. It was just, like, stuffing their face, just, like, eating and laughing. There's, like, no masks to be seen, you know? And in this big, giant Trogues bar, it was the same thing. Everybody's in there, like, yucking it up, laughing hysterically, drinking. You know, there's no masks. It's over, apparently, you know? I love it. Thank God. So we went in there. And I looked at their list of stuff, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, they have something called Nimble Giant, which I really like, but it's like 9% alcohol. I, don't, I mean, we have to drive back to Scranton. So I just went with a Perpetual IPA, which I've had many times before. I mean, it's not an, ex, an exciting choice, but it was a safe choice. And the alcohol level was a lot lower than that Nimble Giant, you know. So we sat there, and we just did some people watching. And had those had those beers, and it was great. And we left. I don't know if the the old man was fired because I <laughs> called him out for not passing out the glasses. I'm not. I, I prefer not to think about that part. And then our original plan was we were going to stop at this place called Frackville, which is in I don't know. It's on off of 81 and eat. On the way home, we were going to eat uh, at uh, Cracker Barrel. That was the original plan. But there, I felt like I would never be hungry again. I felt like I was, I mean, I was destroyed, you know? I mean, I felt like I was, like, traumatized from from food. I felt like I was, tra- I, had, I had food trauma or something. So we said, the hell with that. Neither one of us wanted any. So we just drove home. We stro- drove home and, um... You know, by the time we got home, we were like, eh, a little hungry. <laughs> it's like, how in the, how in the world? I mean, it take, it's a long drive, but like, how in the world? So we ended up getting a pizza. So anyway, I had two slices. That's all I could stomach. I could add two slices of pizza, and that was it for the day. You know, I needed something to top me off. But um, man, what a day. We were in the car. We were gone for like, I don't know, 
I don't know, like 11 hours, and we were in the car for five and a half of that. So it was like 50% in the car. A lot of driving. A lot of driving. But it was good. It was fun. It was a good day trip. And it was, uh, I highly recommend it. I want to do it again. I said, Tony, I asked Tony, I said, if there was that maple, honey maple, or what was it called? Shady maple? That honey maple <laughs> restaurant near us, if it was like maybe like uh, 10, 10 miles from us or less, so how often do you think we'd go there? She goes, oh, you'd probably want to go there every week, and I'd probably want to go there like twice a year. I said, twice a year? What the? I said, that was the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> I said, what the hell? She goes, no, I'm not. I would not. No, I would not be down with the, going to an insane place like that all the time. I said, I'd want to go every week. You're right. I mean, maybe twice a month, not twice a year. At least twice a month. She goes, no. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, it was great, and I want to go back. So, anyway, uh, we saw a lot of Amish. We saw this girl. I, tell me what. All right. So, we saw a lot of the Amish with, with their with their uh, horse-drawn carriages and whatnot. But we saw this girl dressed full Amish. She looked like she was 16, 17 years old. And she's on this big, giant riding lawnmower. It's like some kind of apparatus, same kind that this guy used to do our yard. It's like this ride, it's this huge thing. And it's like, a, it's like it can whip straight around, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, zero point turn or something. I don't know what they call them. And she's like barreling across this. She's like cutting a giant yard on this apparatus. An Amish girl. Looked like she's like 16 years old, dressed full Amish. On a riding lawnmower. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but it seems kind of odd to me. But anyway, we, you know, so we, it was a good day. It was fun. It was a good day. We're going to have to do these day trips. It's going to be day tripper. We're going to be day tripper. Um, that's the, I guess that's the, the summer of 2021. We're not going to be doing any long trips, I don't think. Ugh. Sucks. But, you know, we'll, we'll do a few of these little quickies. All right, we're at the end. I have, I do have two phone calls. We'll go go through real fast. I'm way over. I'm way over. I'm sorry about that. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't podcast. I didn't do any pods last week. I got a lot of pent up energy here. A lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. But anyway, um, I have two calls, and um, I came in over the hotline. The first one is from Scott, and here it is. Hey Jeff, this is Scott calling. I uh, talked to you a few weeks ago, and you hit on a topic that I thought I could contribute something to. Uh, you were talking about English phrases that work their way into American speech, and I thought of one. It's uh, fuck all, which means nothing. It usually pertains to knowledge. You can use it sincerely or sarcastically. For example, you'd say, I know fuck all about gardening. Or you could say, I don't know, fuck all about gardening. So I picked this up either probably from an interview with a British musician or a songwriter or maybe from watching too many Guy Ritchie movies. Uh, but it's something I picked up. I might even heard you use it once or twice. I don't know. But uh, that's a phrase that I picked up somewhere, and I think its roots are in uh, English uh, speech. So there you go. There's one that uh, other people might remember or know of. So keep up the good work on the WBSR, and I'll keep listening. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. Bye. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Fuck all. That's a good one. I I, I totally agree with you. And in, in case you don't know what we're talking about, um, a few episodes back, I, I was talking about British phrases. Phrases that the Brits use that now have seeped into American way of talking. And um, I had a list of them. One of them, you know, at the end of the day, stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I'm not prepared. <laughs> but um, you know, it seems like uh, "fuck all." That's a. I, I've definitely heard that. Um, I, I, that's a good one. I do hear people say that sometimes, and it is. It is very. I don't know if it's British, but it's UK. I think that's what I'm thinking. And um, so that's a, that's a good entry. Thank you for adding that to the list, Scott. You know, another thing about that. I think I talked about this before, but it goes both ways. Because I used to listen to that Clyde Bull show and it goes both ways because uh american phrases also seep into the british way of speaking and that for some reason that pisses them off there are people over there i used to listen to this show religiously i've listened to thousands of hours of the clyde bull show right and these people get pissed about brit like young british people young brits using American phrases. And the one that really pushes their buttons the most, <laughs> I mean, this is from like, I don't know, this is a while back. This is probably like two, 2007 and before this, when I used to listen to it. From like 2000 to 2007. And, and I listened to like every episode, every day. And um, so it's back, it's a while, it's from a while back. But this is what used to, I mean, this used to piss, piss people off over in England is when people would say, Whatever. I guess that's just like the, the quintessential American phrase. I don't know why. I don't even think about it. I say it all the time. I don't know. I don't even think about it. It's like I, these things. But these people would call in. They would. I mean, they would be full of fury because people would say, yeah, whatever. That's a, I guess that's just something that really pushes their buttons. So it goes both ways. But there's a bunch of British. I hear people. I mean, that, that people were the Brits were using back in the back in those days, that Americans are starting to use now. You know. So anyway, that's what we're talking about. Fuck all is a good one. He doesn't know fuck all about that. You know. I hear people say that. You said I might have said it. I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but I don't. I don't remember ever incorporating that phrase in mind. Whatever. But anyway, Scott, thank you for calling. That's a good entry. Very good. My next call is from Quentin. And here that one is. Hi, Jeff. This is Quentin from Indiana. Hey, I was listening to your podcast about uh, the sheets menu. Schmuffin? Schmiscuit? Schmagel? These sound like uh, cutesy nicknames that teenage boys, boyfriends, and girlfriends would have for each other. Oh, you're my little schmuffin. While the other people at the cafeteria table get nauseous. My wife didn't believe me, and uh, so I was showing it to her, and uh, I asked if it would be cute if I called her my little schmiscuit, and she turned sideways and just shoved me out of the bed with both feet, so I don't recommend it. Uh, anyway, uh, my question is, uh, what are your thoughts on electric light orchestra? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. <sighs> exactly. Schmuffin. Schmagel. <laughs> is that one? I think I think you might be right. Schmuffin. Schmiscuit. If they, if, thankfully, they have those uh, touch screens in there, and you don't have to order it that way. Because uh, if I had to go in there and order a, yeah, I'll have a, a let's see, a bacon, egg, and cheese uh, schmiscuit. <laughs> uh, I'd never order. I'd, I'd just go somewhere else. You know, if I had to order it that way, I just wouldn't order it. You know, but they have the touch screen in there, 
and you can just go up there and order whatever you want. You don't have to. You don't have to say it out loud. You know. You don't have to say it. The schmiskit, the schmagel. Yeah, I can see. I, I, I like your description of uh, your wife turning around sideways in the bed and just shoving you out of the bed with both feet. Tony would do the same thing. Schmiskit. If I called her that, she'd be. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. Probably wouldn't be any nothing good. But um. So yeah, yeah, and then and then the thing take your your call takes a quick, abrupt right turn, and you say, "What do I think about a yellow electric light orchestra?" Yeah, I, I didn't see that one coming. But anyway, I like yellow. In fact, one of my first albums that I ever bought with my own money was ELO, a New World Record. I was a youngster. I don't know why I think I don't know why I bought it. I don't know where I even heard about it, but I bought it and I loved it. And um, I've been a fan. You know, I like that uh, Out of the Blue, that double album. Probably listen to that one the most. It's a great record. In fact, I purchased that recently, not too long ago. It's on one CD, and I listen to it every once in a while. It's good. It's got this one song on there called The Whale. It's real long. I don't like that. But other than that, I like. I, I, I'm a big fan of ELO. I'm a big fan of Jeff Lynne. He did some great work with Tom Petty, who I'm also a big fan of. He did some good work with uh, George Harrison. He was in the Traveling Dingleberry, well, Dingleberry, Wingle, Wingleberries, Traveling Wingleberries, and um, big. You know that guy. I, I think ELO, ELO is basically Jeff Lynne, right? Is that right? At this point. Maybe it was a band in the early days, but it's basically Jeff Lynn and whoever he w- wants to work with. But I'm a big fan. I like Yellow. I'm a, uh, they're very Beatlish, and um, in the early days, I think they did a lot of they t- tried to do classical slash rock, and that that quickly got abandoned, <sighs> thankfully, and they just started doing great pop songs, very Beatles like. I'm a fan. Thanks for the question, Quentin. Thanks for the call. And if you want to call in like Scott and Quentin did, it's easy to do. We got it all set up for you. The telephone number is 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. Put that in your phone. Just stick it in there and put uh, Surf Report Pod as the description. And then if you're like, if you're somewhere, if you're in the Trogues uh, grain room, something really pops into your mind you can give me a call just hit the button and just call me call or the button that's the way they say it up here just hit the button they don't say the t's so just mash the button now now i'm i'm like (laughs) i'm like combining like southern where you say mash mash the button and then and then the northeast well they don't spell it they don't say the t's like scrannon where you live i'm i'm from up 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 near Scrannon. What the? Scrannon? Anyway, put it in your phone. Give me a call. 570-290-8151 is the number. And if you want to get two of these episodes every week instead of a measly one, that's easy to do. You can head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff K. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra episode every week. Not every once in a while. Not every month. That's for suckers. Every week for $4 or more. Don't forget the or more part. 
So do that today if you're interested. Also, if you want to send me an email, you can spiral that son of a bitch off to surfreportpod at gmail.com. And don't forget about the surfreportpod.com website and my exploits at the $10 scratch-off project. Not going great. You know, and I'm not going to lie to you. Best bet in all of gambling. What the? I don't know about that. You know, I'm 25 weeks. Next week will be the 50% mark. I'll be at the halfway mark. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you. I already spoiled Bosch for you. <laughs> uh, but I'm $100 in the hole. 25 weeks in, $100 in the hole. So I've spent 250. I've won one one 150 down 100. That's where I'm at right now. And in this $10 scratch off project, that's no good. That's not good at all. But I got another 27 weeks to go. Maybe I'll hit a $500. If I hit a $500, it'll put me over the top and then it'll be a it'll be an overall winner. We'll see how it goes. We'll have to see how it goes. Or I could be like $300 in the hole by the time I and we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But you can follow that over at the wvsr.com slash scratch off. And we're at the end of this long ass episode. I mean, I can't be taking whole weeks off, you know, but I'm not going to apologize because I'm not going to be like those zinesters in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. Thanks for listening. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Muffin, Schmiscuit, Schmagel.